Hey guys, it's Enderbusi here after a bit of a while. I hope you're all well as we're back with Pass the Mustard, the podcast from the team behind the Africa focused venture agency called Mustard. We believe that Africa's future image will be largely shaped by the brand it is able to produce and their ability to attract and move global audiences. And this has led to our mission to build better products, better brands, and better perceptions for Africa, which we do by investing expertise and capital into founder ideas we think are capable of changing perceptions of the continent. Overall, we're an entrepreneurial team of engineers, designers, strategists, and storytellers building our vision of Africa's future with founders and investors who believe. And alongside all of that, we also want to share our opinions and the journey with you through this podcast. In today's episode, Andrew and myself are discussing the importance of brand communication and asking why it is, in our opinion, rarely considered by founders and companies across the continent. While we share our thinking on air, we'd love to hear yours too. So please do reach out to us on IG and Twitter using our handle at OnlyByMustard and the hashtag PastTheMustard. You can also join our weekly conversations on the Clubhouse app and follow our Mustard Club on the app to see and be notified about our scheduled chats. Finally, do subscribe to this podcast and share it with your friends, colleagues and family, especially if they're as passionate as you are about the ventures and entrepreneurship that's taking place on the continent, all of which will help us grow. We're talking about why design is rarely considered in Africa. Um, And it's so essentially it's like, well, in my opinion, is that relative lack of competition, right? You know, you don't actually have to think too hard about design. Um, because essentially if you're building, you know, I think there's this thing, there's this saying that I know, which is when the, um, when the desired is unavailable, the available becomes a desired. So whatever Mm. is there, regardless of, of its quality or especially, I mean, if it works, regardless of how good it looks, essentially that becomes the thing that people use and people care about. So, so why go the extra level? Why go the extra mile? Right. Um, so yeah, well, talk about that. The first question I have is how do you define design? Because people mean different things when they hear that word, I think. Because some people would say, well, design is considered in Africa, right? People design stuff. True, um, true. So so w- let's define our terms. Okay, that's interesting. All right, design. <laughs> no, 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 that's interesting. Okay, so how would I des- um, define design? So I would define design as, and I'm almost thinking about back to the, the design technology and, and kind of like workshop at school. And there were these things like where when you're building a product, there's anthropometrics, right? Which is essentially human measurements, okay? So for example, if you're building um, a mobile phone, right? Or, I, well, yeah, let's say a mobile phone, right? You need to take into account um, the size of hands in a location, right? Now, obviously nowadays, mobile phones are quite global, but you would have anthropometrics such as when you're building a chair in, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to shout out a country, but let's say you've got a country where the average height is, you know, five foot six, right? If you're building a chair, you're not going to build a chair or a stool for people who are 10 foot, right? And that sounds trivial, but there is such a thing as anthropometrics, right? And then also in industrial, in, in, in industrial design and other things like that, you have, um, you have all these other kind of human considerations, right? So I would describe design generally as trying to make something that is one, aesthetically pleasing, that's one, but two, also um, relevant 
for human beings or the people who are going to use this thing, right? So that might not be all human beings. It may be the target audience. Um, and that will be my broad, uh, my kind of almost my broadest definition of design. Um, but obviously if we're talking about like going down into visual identity and things like that, um, and user experience, that could be something else, but essentially it's to, to make something not just functional, right? You make it functional, but you add on another layer, which is you make it appealing and very, very relevant, right? To, um, to the people who, who are going to use it. Okay. So there's a lot of people I think that would refute the premise that design isn't seriously considered in Africa, right? They'd say, well, it is. Look at mm-hmm. all of that. Like, you know, look at our like African design, right? Like whatever that means, yeah. like design from parts of Africa. Um, we have amazing clothing now that Beyonce video just came out. That was all mm-hmm. a form of African aesthetic, really heavily inspired. So then when we say like design is not seriously considered, what do we, you know, there's a threat in some countries, there's a pretty, a relatively, at least active industrial design community, I suppose. But what, you know, I think we need to, we need to, we need to assert deeper. a little bit. We need to yeah, assert yeah. And, and, and substantiate it a little bit because I think some people are going to be like, what? what? <laughs> yeah. They're going to they're be up in arms. And, 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 and let me say this. So I think it was about two years ago. Um, we shot out um, a on the then obviously the then the Charles um, uh, Instagram page. We shot out a question. We started doing a series of questions, and one of the questions was, "Is design taken seriously, right, in in Africa?" Um, and so behind that, there was something like I think we said. So there were these. Uh, there's this company called I think it's called the Mass Design Group. Um, based in the US, uh, we we had we had the pleasure of speaking to those guys. Um, they they essentially design buildings. They're kind of architects. Um, they're based both in the US and also in Chigali, Rwanda. Um, and I had the pleasure of talking to you guys. And one of the things they say is there are more registered architects in Italy than there are in the whole of Africa. Right? That was one of their their statements. So so we asked the question, saying given that statement um, is design being seriously considered in Africa, and and look, it was. I would say there were the loudest responses we had were those of complete indignation, and you know, <laughs> I can't believe you know you're you're probably the advocate right now for those for these guys, right? I can't yes. believe you're saying this. Exactly. Da, 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 da. But then afterwards, what was really interesting is I had quite a few direct messages from people who are design students in Lagos, in Nairobi, in South Africa, Joburg, et cetera. And they didn't want to say it publicly, but what they said is, oh my gosh, thank you so much for saying this question. Basically, it's not, it's just like, I just can't believe what's going on here, da, 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 da. And, and, and we even had a bit of a search for, for you know, let's say design consultancies north of South Africa, right? And 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 you know, had our own kind of said we we didn't find many that we that we considered um awesome. But but you're you're right about one thing. Essentially what at least I'm kind of positing here is when you're talking about software nowadays, so apps, and you're talking about technology companies and you're talking about the global stage, it's like is Africa competing on that global stage? Um, and and are the you know some of these companies within Africa are they actually of 
of that level. Now, a question could be, do they need to be? Um, but are they of that level? And do they and do people more importantly, like are they thinking and let's say cogitating over the aesthetics, visual identity, consistent messages, consistent uh, uh, um, consistent motifs as much as people are doing in in, in other parts of the world? Mm. So I was just about to call BS on this architect story, but then I looked it up and I'm shocked to discover there are, <laughs> are 153,000 architects in Italy and 5,000 registered architects in Nigeria. In, in Nigeria. Boom. Oh, in Nigeria. Okay, fine. And I thought Nigeria was going to have loads of architects. Yeah. But then yeah. if you extrapolate from that, it's conceivable that there are yeah. more registered architects in Italy yeah. than in Africa. So yeah, uh, I, I, it's conceivable because because if you extrapolate that, so if, did you say five thousand in five thousand yeah. in Nigeria? Yeah. So Nigeria is about what is about uh, a fifth of the of the continent, around about if you say two hundred million a billion, right? Yeah. So we're talking about twenty five thousand if we extrapolate, you know, perfectly like that. But obviously, yeah. it's going to be fewer in, in in other places. Probably going to be more in South Africa, maybe more, maybe more in Kenya as well. But yeah. you know, I know I've got lots of architects in my family and in my friend group. Well, not when I say lots, I mean like you know above the average number, right? So maybe seven. Yeah. But okay. so I was, I was, <laughs> okay. please, that's nonsense. I know loads of architects. Yeah. And I was like, oh, maybe I know most of them. Um, and and to the point, like, it's an interesting question, right? Because. I'm not surprised. Part of me is not surprised. I'm sure a lot of people who are marketing and brand and entrepreneurship would be taking issue with this assertion. Of course, that that um, design is not ser taken seriously in in across the region, right? But then people who are in the business of design mm. are DMing you saying these people aren't taking design seriously. That yeah. kind of that I believe that right because I think those designers, whether they're industrial designers or whether they are graphic designers or whether they are whatever kind of designers, people who are looking at the form and function of a of a product, whether it's digital or 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 analog, they know how seriously people are taking it because they're the ones who get approached at the last minute to do a massive task in a slapdash manner for a fraction of the budget required, right? Yeah. So one indicator of whether it's being taken seriously is how many people across the design spectrum from architect to zoo designer, I was trying to find something inside with his head. How many people across that spectrum, uh, how many professionals are there that are designed? Yeah. And how in demand are their services? And yeah. that can be reflected in things like pay and salary and things of that nature, right? Are people actually mm. investing in the design professionals or are they not investing in the design professionals? Mm. So I think that's one interesting angle to it. And I think they're, they're, that I would probably go ahead and say that, no, people are pretty underpaid um, mm. or expected to do a lot less work on our region when they have top-notch top -notch design expertise, unless you're at the very, very, very top of the sector. Of course, right? of course, of course. Um, and I mean, I, part, of, part of, you know, but on the other hand, I've, I kind of, un, I'm understanding a little bit of it. Like I'm empathetic at least towards it mm. because like I, I just started a little business in, in Namibia during COVID. I'm not going to get into the details of it too much because we are in sensitive negotiations with the strategic partner. 
but okay. um, which might shape and shift the, the direction yeah. of it. But nice to be it, nice to be in that position. We'll see. See how it goes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and you know, this was this was a it was it was an opportunistic business. It yeah. was around last mile delivery, mm-hmm. and it was for an essential service, both technically under COVID, but also just in life and normal. Yeah. And it was delivering a form of um, energy um, to people who used it daily, right? Mm-hmm. And we started this thing. I'm in London. My business partner's in Vintook. And we started this thing from, I, we went from idea to first revenue in three weeks. <laughs> and to be fair, it was an MVP that we yeah. had. And we're still in an MVP mode. Like, like the 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 emist of vps <laughs> is what we're using the most minimal minimal you've got, you've got a little you've got a product. little m even yeah. though it should be a big m it's like a little m a big v and a big p yeah yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> but we did we just we we didn't want to faff around we we went from we went from hey do you know what would be interesting to mm. okay so we got some money in today in three weeks right lots of work and lots of late nights and lots of thinking and researching and postulating and <laughs> and that sort of thing but we went there right and mm-hmm. it it was a gap we filled and the uptake's been great from month to month we've grown 50 to 60% zero advertising effectively we've had very little advertising we had we ran yeah. three three days of facebook instagram ads just to test it and okay. a few what's and, like, and a few limited WhatsApp, budget right whatsapp messages the, uh, when i say limited budget i mean 40 US dollars. Okay. It was it was literally just to to see, to test it. Yeah. And and to see, you know, testing a little bit of demographic, a little bit of A B testing, things of that nature. Like I, we yeah. partly because we hadn't designed we hadn't gotten a brand. So we didn't want to spend loads yeah. of money getting the, making this big fuss about something with that didn't really have a brand. We it was all it was you wouldn't you you wouldn't know it if you were in Namibia just seeing it, but you, if you look at it from a design perspective, you're like, but what's this play, play thing even called? It's not called anything. <laughs> it's just the people do call to deliver the thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, yeah. And so, so that's the reason we didn't really go full on advertising. Also, because we didn't, for various other reasons, we didn't want to be overwhelmed by inquiries before we had figured out the unit economics and, and some of the delivery model and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah. but to your point, and this is something that you've always lamented, but also just said is, in a region where people they need very basic things and you can launch a service during covid that doesn't even have a brand name yeah or a website or an office or a logo it just has a mobile phone number and a relatively snazzy brochure saying hey if you need X, Y, and Z to be delivered, call me. Yeah. And you can go send that over to your friends on WhatsApp and do 40 quid worth of Facebook ads. Yeah. And then you can get growth 50, 60% month on month just on that basis. Then maybe you are just... For sure, you're not incentivized to go to, to, to invest... Very heavily yeah. in 
a beautiful visual identity plus think extremely carefully about the design of whatever it is that you're offering mm. until later on, right? And so you think, okay, yeah. any money we spend on this, let's spend it on the bare minimum, right? And 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 you can get pretty far yeah. doing that, I would posit, right? If you've got a reason yeah, yeah, why yeah. there's a real demand. However, you, it, it's a, if once you're at the point where, okay, it's a viable business, now you've got to go back and say, we've hit this, you'll, you'll inevitably hit a um, glass ceiling. Plateau, yeah. It will seem like a glass ceiling to you, right? Um, but it's not, it's the most, it's the most like, you can see it, you could, most predictable ceiling you, you, you could hit, but you'll hit it. <laughs> um, and it feels like a glass ceiling. Oh my goodness, where'd this yeah. come from? But it's yeah. like, yeah, but you know, you, you, but you've, we got, saw that. you've got the low hanging fruits. There was no competition. Yeah. You saw a void, you walked into it. That was great. Now, because it was a really good idea, there's five competitors. Um, yeah. The differentiation is very difficult now because you've, you've, you've made fairly easy barriers to entry um, in the sense that people don't really need to invest very much in, in, yeah. in, in beyond just the bare minimum of what you do. Yeah. They don't even and, need a name, right? They just need to register right. something. Right? Crack now, on. Now, yeah. To be fair, to be fair, there will be, there will be loyal customers that'll know Eric. Or yes, 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 yes. Peter or whatever, right? But yeah, but, yeah. but ultimately, if someone else offers them a slightly better deal, they'll probably eventually yeah. a lot of those customers are up for grabs, right? Over time. Correct. And 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 also and also to inject, how scalable is Eric? Right? Eric is going to meet some people within this particular region, so he's not very scalable, right? As unlike a brand. And even if you do scale him, um, because you've got some capital behind you, and you're able to develop a franchise model so any aspiring erics make a little bit it's much easier for them to deal with you than to start their own mm-hmm. it's still it's still you're you, you're making it really easy to just for someone else to to get involved right yeah and so then and then suddenly you're having to retrospectively try and build a moat other than the idea and first mover advantage yeah and if it was that easy for you to set up it's going to be that easy for other people to set up, right? And so then what you have is people are like, oh, okay, now we've got to try, hey, let's build this brand. And this is, you know, we're, we're only three months in, so we're okay at this point, but inevitably, like pretty soon, we are going to invest in, um, in our design, right? Yeah. Um, and, and so I think it was correct for us to spend a few months A-B testing, seeing if this thing was even a thing, right? Whether there was, yeah. even a, whether there, was a there there. And now I think that we know there's a there there. One of the first priorities I think we're going to have is, hey, we need to really now invest in not just the quote unquote brand and advertising, but we need to start to shape the soul of this business we're building and then have everything cohesively align with that. And that yeah. will carry us through and differentiate us, especially because we've not made one hire, right? And I want yeah, to get that done exactly. before we make any hires, because then the, if there's two of you, you hire a third person, they're a third of the business. So yeah. <laughs> that's a big impact, both externally and how they're projected, but also the impact internally. And so you yeah. want to have the soul of this business aligned. It's something that seems frivolous 
when you're talking about basic needs and money and business and profit and loss. But it really isn't. It's that is what will it, in five years time you can probably come back and and tie where you're at fairly closely if everything mm-hmm. else is done well. The variable is going to be how much attention did you guys pay to to thoughtfully and purposefully designing this business in every possible way, not just website logo colors. Yeah. But from the product to the process to the visual identity to the communication style to the internal sticky stuff that actually gets people to stay and and to and to be invested in it. Mm. How cohesive is all that stuff? Does it all hang together? Or are you trying to Frankenstein's monster stick yeah. things on in a year's time to try and pretend that you had some really well thought out, purposeful, yeah, yeah. cohesive business? Well, 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 look at this, right? This is this is my this is my thinking, right? <clears throat> so, first and foremost. Yeah, I mean, look, there's a statement of how you guys were able to, you know, and I know, obviously, I know the business, you know, essentially, you know, build a or create a business that is some around pretty much a staple, right? Pretty close to a staple, right? Well, a staple, actually. Um, And overnight, relatively speaking, um, get to that level of growth and, and, and notoriety, right? And, but, but, but here's my metaphor for this, right? Now, now you, you didn't build the brand initially, but obviously hang around Vass, being a mustard, you know, thing like that is like really quite at the front of your mind, right? But at the moment you're like, okay, how can I build something for, for, for very little cash, kind of go in, see if it works. And then afterwards, consolidate it afterwards. Here's the, here's the thinking, right? Now, here's my metaphor. And I like what you said, low-hanging fruit. You said first you said low ceiling, then you said low-hanging fruit. I like that. You see, if we, you know, if you if you're born and then your focus is on the low-hanging fruit, and you get that initial gratification of the low-hanging fruit, and you continue to see low-hanging fruit, the problem is if you keep doing that for a period of time, you actually arrest your own development. And eventually when the trees branches get higher um you find out that you've already passed puberty and you're still four foot two um and it's quite hard to literally manufacture that growth to go higher and higher is across the whole of namibia higher is across the whole of southern africa maybe global whatever right um and what and and you know there's this thing about you know it's kind of like delayed gratification right um, it's hard if you, ha- if you weren't thinking about brand from the get-go to see how taking some of your profits and putting them onto something that doesn't, that is not as clean, clear, and obvious in terms of I put 40 quid in here and I get, you know, multiples out so much so they don't want to stop. It's, it's hard. And that's what we find speaking to people about 
the relevance of something that feels ethereal, that feels intangible, that feels but 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 actually feels not just an expensive burden, but actually feels like a headache because you're talking about consistency and coherence. Now I've got to go and do all this, this and that. I mean, I can't bother to do it, nor can this person that these five people that I've hired, right? They came because this is the most functional business ever, which outputs cash, right? Um, you know, in my mind, that that high level of of function of, of, of functional gratification, right, is gonna work to lock your mind in a particular area and actually what you're probably most more likely to do most you know that you're what you're more likely to do is not when you realize you're too short try to after the fact really pivot your whole organization you know potentially sack a lot of people rehire some people um really put a lot of funds into this 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 area that you've never even considered and never spent money on before what you're more likely to do is close the business if it's no longer profitable and start a new one. Mm-hmm. I mean, I hear you. I also think this goes back to the architect issue, right? If you've got mm-hmm. 5,000 architects in the whole of Nigeria and 153,000 in Italy, where do you think it's cheapest to hire an architect? Well, I'd still say it's going to be cheaper to hire an architect in Nigeria, potentially, obviously. Yeah. If, you look at, you're earning, if, you're, if you're earning in Nigeria... If you, I mean, depends. The thing you is, it depends. Earn in Nigeria to hire the same quality level of architect. Well, okay, that well, there's a mission thing, like, right? The same level of architect, so, right? So you yeah. end up, yeah. So that's also another thing, right? It's there's things that I can do here in London, well, to a certain standard, much easier and cheaper, right? Yeah. From a design perspective, even, for example, yeah, yeah, than I could do if I was sitting in X African city. Yeah, Vinduk. Mm, yeah, yeah, but I was going to pick even because Vinduk, you know, there's a, there's a pretty good network, professional, okay. professional professional base. I would say there com- relative to some other places. Okay, so, but but yes, compared to Vinduk. Um, okay, but, but that's not the most dramatic example, right? And yeah, so, yeah, and so um, I guess my point is, it in the UK you're starting a business. And after three, four months of testing and experimenting, you realize there's a business there. Maybe you decide to spend, I don't know, ten, anywhere from 10 to 50 grand, mm. really thinking about your, and, and fleshing out your, your uh, visual identity and your narrative and your brand strategy, et cetera. Maybe, let's say, for example. Yeah. That amount of money converted to local currency in, Zambia, yeah, is astronomical for for somebody in the same position, yeah, on average, right? Yeah. So it's relatively speaking, if you earn a certain amount of money, or you've accumulated a certain amount of wealth, or you've raised a certain amount of investment, in or you've borrowed a certain amount of money in London to access a certain degree of uh, level of skill and expertise around design, for example, is fractionally cheaper, I would say. Oh, okay, okay. I can, you're talking about like, like purchasing power parity relative to how much yeah. you would rate. Yeah, yeah, oh, of course, so, for sure. So then, that, so what we're not saying is, why doesn't everybody in Africa spend as much as people do in Europe, let's say, for instance, on design as a proportion of their salary, I guess. I guess what we're saying is, 
or rather, we're not saying that in absolute terms. We're not saying people in the UK spend X percent, millions of of dollars, millions of pounds on their design, you know, on average, if you're a big company versus people in DRC who spend, you know, X amount. What we're saying is you've got a budget Mm. as an entrepreneur. I bet if, if you had, if you, if you compare two entrepreneurs, one in London, one in Kampala, Just keep saying Vinduk. Kampala. Yeah, okay. okay. No, I don't want people to make this, I don't want it to be, <laughs> you know? Negative one narratives in, about the, the, the Vivian. Yeah, I'm the biggest fan. One in, one in Kampala, <laughs> one in, uh, in London. They both have the same amount of budget in relative terms, right? Mm. What proportion of that budget is the person in Kampala spending on design versus the proportion of the budget that the person in London is spending on design? Well, 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 here's a here's an interesting thing, and this is probably the thing that I think we should we should we should continue the path we should continue going down. Right? Mm. You see, part of my premise around this whole thing about design is. If you do not spend on design in London, you will go nowhere. And even if you do spend on design, you're not going to make as much money as you as you make, you know, or that growth. You know, you're not going to grow as fast as you witnessed in Namibia and other people witness every day in different cities in Africa, right? But just to exist, you must spend on design. And you must have a significant market budget, et cetera. You actually, you actually, your brand is more important than your actual product. Okay. Whereas, and that's because that's of competition. Do we think, well, I think that's just, that's just a, that's just the corollary of a competitive market. Do, but are, are we, is it? Cause are we, cause I, I think there's certain things about that, that we should emulate. And there's certain things about that, that we should not emulate. Like there's more wealth in London than there is in any other African city, right? Yeah, per capita. Yeah, yeah. People are desperate, uh, not just desperate for simple things, but people, people, money's scarce and people have very mm-hmm. different needs, needs based. So therefore, it, it, you know, is, is it correct to, to emulate a, a, a much wealthier society? in terms of as long Design as our up, marketing up. is really good, we can probably get away with it. It's more important that we market well than that we create something useful. And I do think that's the case here. I do think that's the case here. Hmm. Your marketing no, 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 no. Almost is that's true. If you have a basic level of functionality, it's all down to your marketing in London for a lot of, for in a lot of categories, in a lot of categories. I, I don't I, want to, I, I want to call out, yeah. Yeah, I don't want to call out. You don't want to start naming and shaming categories like you know, but not even categories, companies. Like yeah, yeah and you, and you, founders, literally found. No, no, no. Well, look, well, look. The thing is this, right? The thing is this. Look, there are always going to be charlatans in any area, right? You know, you know. I was speaking to somebody uh, beforehand, and you know, the way the way we tend to be as human beings, trapped in our own subjectivity, is we tend to go, oh, I'm a lawyer. The most important thing in business is, is, is law and litigation. And, you know, because if at the end of the day, you can make as much money as you want, but if somebody goes and puts a spanner in the, in, in the works, then, then, you know, you close overnight, right. Or, or HMRC will just close it up. Yeah, exactly. 
fine uh, you know people in finance go well you know the most important thing is finance because you know you can have the best product or what have you but end and you can have the best marketing team but if you can't pay their salaries and if you can't raise any cash you're going nowhere it's the lifeblood cash is king lifeblood of the company right same thing the visionary is going to say the most important thing is the idea because you can have all the money in the world you put it in a put it in the middle of a of of, of a room and and by itself it, it yields nothing right the thing is right we're always going to have you know People, when they're trapped by their subjectivity, they love to go really black and white. But the honest truth is all of these things, law, finance, the idea, product development, they're all extremely important. You can't reduce a business down to one thing. All of these things are extremely important, right? Um, the team and otherwise, right? So that all those things make a business. And I think, uh, look, I mean, you know, you're right. If you start to say, you know, should you just put, you know, whiz bang, flash in the pan, and no, no substance. The honest truth is, there are many companies in developed markets that do that, right? And what happens is they don't tend to last. Okay, you can do whiz bang now. Now, probably, you know, what, what you know, it's almost the the opposite of what of what happened to you, right? Or what is happening to you? So, so basically, you know, the if you wanted to start off something and get and make a bit of a hit quickly in London or, you know, do you do somewhere in the US or, or, or wherever, Western Europe, um, or especially these more developed technology markets, you would need to build a really good narrative and brand first, push that out and almost go like coming soon on Kickstarter, right? And then after the fact, when people are sold in your narrative and your brand and, oh, okay, this is where I'm going to put my disposable income, you've got time to build a product, right? Whereas obviously in the Africa space, it's okay, look, Dude, what are you selling? Can I buy it now? Yes, cool. Then after the fact, you can now go and build the design. But the honest truth is, when we when you ask the question, should we care, right? You know, on the African space, you know, fine because of the per capita income and disposable income. Should we care? The only issue, what I'm thinking of is, you know, with that with the whole mass admission, you know, better products, better brands, better perceptions to change perceptions of Africa is, if we don't care, those companies will stay stunted and a stunted company in africa right or in 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 lagos can make a lot of money right but it will never go outside of probably won't even go outside of outside of nigeria right but it definitely won't go outside of the continent and the question is i think the question should go around and, and it begs the question do we you know should african companies only stay in Africa. And that is something that people people did say to me, right? Some people said, why are you, you know, in, going back to the social media questions that I asked, they say, why are you comparing Italy to, to Kenya, right? Or Italy to Africa, actually, they said, right? Which is, I mean, that's, how can you compare a country to a continent? But, you know, the question is, and, I, and you know, I always say this, right? You can be a maker of trainers in, let's say, go back to Kampala, Right. I'm a maker of trainers. They're they're locally grown, locally sourced. They've got you know all the kind of buzzwords that 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 millennials love nowadays, right? They're maybe even made out of bamboo, right? They, they, even though it sounds painful, bamboo shoots in your under your to, under your toenails sounds like or under your fingernails sounds like torture. Organic, right? organic bamboo. Okay. <laughs> okay. So organic bamboo trainers, like literally lighter than air, but got the soul of the vapor fly. Locally sourced. It's got the soul of the vapor fly, right? With the carbon footprint. So you're gonna do you're gonna do a sub two hour marathon, right? Because because Elliot's gonna wear, wear this stuff, right? So so we've got all of that stuff, right? And then here's the you know the question is, or the or the or the issue is, and this is something I actually 
you know, responded. I said, look, Nike's still going to sell trainers to your neighbors, right? And the question is, do you care about that? Should you care about that? So here's interesting. Here's, here's a real, that, I think this is the crux of it. Well, yeah. it's not the crux of it, but this is an interesting point, right? And maybe we, we need to set our scope appropriately. Sorry, my lawyer's okay. coming out now. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. because if you look at, okay, we're talking about Nike, for example, and Apple and those companies which have had, which are American at least in origin and are yeah. now global in, in scale, right? Reach, yeah. In reach and scale. But th- those companies that we know so well are less than, I would imagine, less than 1% of American companies. Oh, less, less, less than 1% of 1%. Less than 1% of 1%. Yeah. So it, you ha- we haven't heard of 99.x% of American companies. Yeah. And businesses. True. They are True. designed for a very, not even for America, they're designed for a very local town. Yeah. Maybe a state. Yeah. Maybe sometimes they go into another state. Yeah. You'll never hear about them. Yeah. And so they are not trying to be grand and world changing. They're not trying to be global. They're not trying to change the perception of America. They're not trying yeah. to lift any, they're not trying to fulfill any value other mm-hmm. than creating a livelihood for the people involved in the business and Correct. serving the customers. And that's perfectly fine. And there are likewise, fine. the majority of companies in our region and in our countries and in our cities, it's okay, I think for them yeah. to fulfill that function. So we, when we talk about is design taken seriously, maybe we don't, we're not like as devastated when someone's building a lifestyle business for themselves, for their family and lifestyle. Oh, of course. What, what, what's a lifestyle business in the States? Often a livelihood business in, 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 in our region, right? Mm. Um, but what we're talking about is for that small percentage of companies that do aspire and sometimes even as or, or founders, small of founders, yeah, founders that do aspire and sometimes even pr- uh, profess this ambition mm. of moving the needle and um, you know g- making an impact of some kind beyond yeah. just unicorn being able to be right. I was trying to avoid, avoid the U word, but yes, exactly. Yeah. Right? <laughs> there we go. You know, they're trying to be if they're trying to be like outstanding and exceptional yeah to them we say you're not taking design seriously enough oh yeah yeah no 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 yeah you're absolutely right and look i think it's good you know your, your legal skills have have, <laughs> have have come in good um you know have uh, come in good here because essentially yeah that is and, and look that's probably what was missed in that question right but like at mustard like everything we're thinking about is is is, in, is international Right. And, and I would even say when you're talking about the tech industry now, everyone's thinking about international, because if you have any notion or any kind of, you know, um, <clears throat> any kind of predilection for VC, right, VCs want to make multiples. And that's even why VCs care more, I would say. They've shown historically they care more, definitely care more about, you know, if you talk about the, the, your, your American VCs, they care more about Silicon Valley and the East Coast than the UK, than the whole of the UK, right? Yeah. yeah because it's about scale, simple mm-hmm. as that, right? And, and, and they've even shown, I mean, there's people like, I mean, Axel Partners, if I remember, you know, um, 
huge, huge VC firm in you know uh, Silicon Valley. These guys, you know, invested in Facebook, investing, but they've had, you know, yes, they have invested. To my knowledge, they've invested in um, things like um, um, Deliveroo, right? But actually, they opened up an Asia office before they had a London office, mm. right? So and and why that's that's a that's just a question of yeah, scale. Well, they well they did they did because well, they did Flipkart as well, right? The Indian yeah, exactly, e-commerce exactly, company, exactly India, so. exactly Indian unicorn, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, so so sure so why. when we talk about all they're talking about is, is it's a question of scale, and in the Africa tech ecosystem, yes, we're talking about VC and stuff like that. Yes, there are Africa VCs, but essentially you've got Y Combinator and everyone else, you know, picking up African and picking up Nigerian companies in particular now, right? They're not picking them up because they think they're going to be the best company in Lagos. They're picking them up because they're saying, hey, you know, maybe this can go across the continent. And hey, you know, maybe actually this can go outside of the continent. And this is what we need to be. We need to be thinking about this because, you know, yes, you know, the question I would almost come around and say is that, like, okay, look, you have you have van delivery companies or like the kind of like I just say in London, like the white van man, the what you know, is it's just literally a white van and yeah, you man move from and, A to B. Man, I think man and van. White, white van man is something slightly different and more nefarious. But yeah, man in a van. <laughs> <laughs> man in a van, right? And you've got mechanics. <laughs> and look, any developed economy, right? Most people are going to be employed by SMEs, right? We know that. So so we're not saying every single company in Africa must be a what do you call it? No, 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 no. But we have to have some. In fact, most should right? but but we but to most those, should not. Correct. We we do have to have some. We, we do have, have to have some. some. And 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 for those who aspire to be amongst that that yeah that Class. very small let's say group. Okay. Um. So I don't want to imply any, yeah, uh, of course, of course, any, any socioeconomic. Um... No, I just don't want to imply because they're equally important, right? Like, imagine we just had companies mm. that were really big overseas and no one was selling rice and and sugar to people, right? Like, it would be a disaster. Yeah. So mm. we've got priorities we that we can't ignore. We've got a reality on the ground that we can't ignore. So, but yeah, mm. if you if, if those of you who aspire to be part of that 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 sliver, um, and we need that sliver. It's really important for our own for our own. I'm less concerned, honestly, about the external perception and more concerned about the the internal confidence and perception. Yeah, um, of course, as we as we which, generally are, it must. As we've always said, exactly. Yeah, and, yeah. But and but we know we know that we we want to flex externally too, you know, because we know what comes with yeah. that. We know we know it comes with meaningful. It, it makes a meaningful difference for everybody in the region and outside the region who's from the region. When people are like, yeah. oh wow, okay, you guys are the one. Yeah, actually, I heard, you know. Interesting. So is that company that I saw in Heathrow, the massive billboard that did the whatever they did? Mm. Oh, oh, that's from that's from Chad. Interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah. Where's Chad? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and hey, I'm from Chad. Oh my gosh, I can't believe it. Like this is right. my brother. My, you know what I mean? It's exactly. It's epic. Exactly. Um, now, <laughs> I was going to go on a rant about Chads in Silicon Valley, but let's let's move on. <laughs> um, so 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 so. So you're right. I, I and this is an important point I think. When we talk about is design being taken seriously enough in and across Africa? Yeah. I think what we mean is we're not upset that the mom and pop local spaza shop or local dealership is not mm-hmm. you know blowing their budget on design. 
<laughs> I think what we're saying is for those companies that aspire to be more than a subsistence business, design Even is critical, that, number one, yeah. right? Yeah. Number two, and I think this is also important, right? Even for those companies or businesses that exist at a very modest level, mm. it's not just a question always of throwing money at design. It's a question of thinking about design. Right? Correct. And so everyone can raise their game to the, to the appropriate extent that design yeah. matters for their goals. Yeah. We're talking particularly to those who want to be region, regional businesses and maybe world beaters. Guys, you're not thinking about design enough. Design is at least as important as whatever it is you create. It's how people relate to you externally. You want to yeah. be a world beater. You're not taking it seriously enough and you're creating a rod for your own back. For, yeah. the, for, the, for, the, for the small entrepreneur who says, listen, I'm not trying to be big in New York. I just want to be big here in Komasi, you know? Yeah. Okay. Then not saying you should spend a whole lot of money on design, but even you can think about design in a, in a different way and it will benefit you locally. For instance, sometimes designers yeah. saying, hey, you know what? We don't need all this fancy stuff um, that these people do overseas. What people here in Kumasi really need is something that speaks to this and this and this and this. And that, yeah. so it's not saying that design has to be necessarily Western or globalized mm. to be elevated. Sometimes yeah. ele thinking about design carefully might mean being more localized, right? Yeah. Uh, so, 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 yeah, I think that's just a good yeah. clarification no, no, point, it, I think. It's a good clarification point. And look, and, and, and that is, and look, you're absolutely right. And I like, I like the, 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 the advocate the advocate position you're taking right I, I, I love it I love it it's just you know the dripping dripping lawyer you know just just all over the shop but it's like <laughs> well, well, I had my well, coffee well, I had my coffee a little late today so I'm feeling a little <laughs> bit uh, I'm feeling feeling spicy <laughs> I mean I, you know you know look 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 I mean this is what I like to say about it because, because some people might look at it and go, okay, well, oh, these guys talking about design. All right, fine. I've got a logo. Who are you to tell me my logo sucks? And, you know, da, 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 et cetera. And look, nowadays, if you look at even on the regional level in, you know, let's talk about the UK, right? Regional level in the UK. These guys, this is somebody who, you know, not dreaming about anything international. They're not dreaming about VC. You know, literally it's a bank loan, um, that's what they're thinking about. You know, some people start off, you know, think of somebody who goes and starts off in Portobello Market, in uh, Portobello Road Market in, um, in, in Notting Hill, or, or one other kind of market or pop-up shop or something happens there. What do pe what have people, what are people learning, right? And, and, and I'm, I'm going to say what it is, but also I'm going to like mirror it to real life, give a metaphor for real life, right? People are learning. It's not necessary. It's not about the logo. It's not about something that looks really, really good. Because actually, you can make, you can quite quickly get a template of something that's really well designed, right? Really well designed. Good colors. You know, it's got it's got the the, the twenty twenty trends. You know, that might be. I remember the past trends would be like pastel colors. Now it's like it's color blocking. So you get really, you put really, really vibrant colors next to each other. You know, it's animation. It's what you can go look up. Twenty twenty trends. Just just fill in the gap, right? The honest truth is. <clears throat> People, 
the thing about design, and let me now go to what we call narratives, the broad thing is, it's about telling your story. Why did you start this business? What people are going away from is, I started this business to make money. This is a cash business. I'm going to become rich. People are moving away from that. So, so if you didn't start it to become rich and wealthy and exploit, you know, almost like you know, you know, a, a, a Charles Dickens novel, exploit people uh, for cash. Why did you start it? Hey, just like I said, you know, I just, I, you know, I wasn't. I was never any good at school. I just really, well, I was always good with my hands, and I just really focused all my attention since, you know, 14, 10, whenever, or with my dad and mom or whatever, focus my attention on like, on like, you know, crafting stools. Like I, I just got really good with my hands and look, I felt like a failure in school, but when I do this, I don't feel like a failure. So now I just go to these pop-up shops and I just bring out some of my woodwork, the stuff that I put. People are going to love that and they're going to fall for it. Right. But when you just pick up a stool, and going, even if it's a second hand, okay, I love selling second hand stuff. There's antiques, there's things about antiques. I love it. I just love things from a certain era and I'm focused on that era and what have you. That again will sell, right? But but the 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 you know, when somebody doesn't communicate, it's the same thing as when somebody doesn't communicate in a relationship. People don't know what you're thinking about, people find it hard to make a connection right? You could be the best looking person in the world. It's not going to last, right? Because people don't know what's inside your mind, right? You're asking, they're asking you questions. You're, you're, you're being defensive or you're kind of, you know, evasive. You're not answering the questions. It's going to be hard to build a relationship, right? So, it, you know, all of these things are just metaphors and analogies of real life. In real life, any relationship, friendship or otherwise, it needs communication. People want to know why you're doing what you're doing. People love that. So I would say, Shout out to Microsoft versus Apple. In my view, they're both <sighs> yeah, massive, yeah, massive, yeah. They're both incredibly successful and massive companies. I would argue we've just depressed it yesterday that Apple's now what the first two, two trillion, trillion. Oh. which is just, no, it, no, it wasn't the first. Um, Saudi Aramco was what, hit two uh, trillion when it initially went IPO. Two so trillion tech, I think two trillion tech company. I think it was. I think it? so. I think okay. Yeah, and I think it, it was. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was second two second two trillion level company. Yeah, it, yeah. It was just. It, absurd yeah right yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, i mean at some point what does this money even mean but 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 yeah, I know, but, I know. but but then in relative terms i don't know what microsoft's value is now but over Mi a trillion there, to be fair. yeah but 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 even if it is um you know it's it's not it's not it's not it's not what it's not where it's not anywhere near apple yeah. no 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 second um, i think is amazon at 1.1.9 or no something else but anyway right. and so uh, I think I think it, I know it's like really fashionable to sort of pit those two against each other and almost in a facile way sometimes. Yeah, but, but it's true, man. Like Apple was really much better at like bringing people inside of what it was thinking and communicating what it was thinking, at least ostensibly. Right? People felt as though yeah. there was they had a more connection with Apple brands, even if they were these sort of like really high aspirational and more costly products. Yeah, people just so connected with them. Those who connected with them connected with them. And then yeah, of course. those who hated them hated them so vehemently that it helped Apple anyway. And so, whereas Microsoft was just like, "Hey guys, I'm also here," you know what I mean? Yeah. Everyone's like, "No one's it's talking like to classic. you." Yeah, exactly. Everyone's yeah. like, "No one's talking to you." MS Word, like, fine, you exist <laughs> because, because because we've always used you, but like, no one's really, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, do, do yeah. you like love Microsoft products? I don't know. Like, other than people who work at Microsoft, like, who's who really <laughs> loves their Microsoft product? Like, oh my god, like my Microsoft product. I'm like, go outside. 
get on Microsoft Word. Now, maybe they don't oh, care wow. about that, but I think yeah. it's in the market cap. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, look, you know, look, look. And you I know, think it, uh, it, can, it can come down. I'm not just now. You know, I, it's sort of a straw man argument because I'm being a little bit unfair to both of those companies. But, but um, I think there's something in there. One could argue that you know, just on the brand alone, people who don't know anything about tech and aren't tech heads and don't spend all the time thinking about technology yeah. and products. Microsoft, Apple. What are you thinking? I bet hmm. most people are like. Yeah, okay, Apple, let's hear what they're saying because it, it Apple's been much more effective at what you were describing earlier on, which is there's a much more of a narrative around Apple. Yeah, they're being human, more, right? Much more, yeah, it seems like a more label product, right? And mm -hmm. a more label brand. It feels like there's there's more to it than hitting the next earnings, quarterly earnings report. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, look, yeah. You know, a, a, a good example, albeit, you know, well, I mean, a, a, a little bit trashy in my opinion, but a good example is kind of like um, reality TV, right? Reality TV, you know, just complete since like Big Brother, um, I think turn of the century or something like that, just completely, it's just completely blown up. Like everything now is just reality, right? Oh, I don't want like actors. I want like real people, whether they're being real on TV or otherwise. What's the thing that people always say? They go, oh, you know, that person's just just genuine right? This person's genuine. And this other person is like so fake, right? Like it's a human need. It's a human desire. Like we like to, we, you know, you know, somebody can say something and somebody can even go, well, I kind of don't really like what he's saying, or I don't agree with it. But the fact that he's saying something and he's nailing his, 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 you know, himself, you know, he, he's basically putting his colors on the mast as opposed to the other person who's just trying to coast and try to, you know, let me just almost be like, sit on the fence until until it's so uncomfortable and, and 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 i got so many splinters that then i'm forced to jump off right people go well i don't really know him i think he's being fake he's he's, he's hiding right whilst the other person is like I, I, I like it's better the devil you know at least i know this person right and and the person is genuine and they are and they are who you are and that's been the explosion in in both in social media right but also in just in in, uh, in reality tv but i think people forget Sometimes when we start talking about these terms, and, and I, you know, I just love it. Like at Mustard, when we try to just like, like drill it down to normal human behavior, because like man wasn't meant to to be alone, right? And and you know, obviously, nor is woman, right? Obviously, I'm using man in a broad sense, but but we weren't meant to be alone. And we all, it doesn't matter how much money we have, it doesn't matter how you know awesome our job is or what have you at some point we go, we don't want to be alone. We want, you know, we need friends. We need, you know, relationships. We need, you know, the broad in relationships in a broad sense. And the worst thing we can get from those relationships are when we relate with somebody who doesn't want to share who they are. Right. And all we're saying is that, you know, the, the, the big thing for millennials, the big thing for like the 21st century business is share who you are. Even if who you are sucks, there's going to be somebody who resonates with it. And when you find out that's those people that resonate with it, forget about everyone else and just focus on them, right? And you're going to go somewhere. And you know what? If you're super passionate about it, we guarantee you, right? I remember somebody said, if you're passionate about Smurfs, I guarantee you're going to make money in Smurfs. If you're passionate about that and you just focus on it, you will find the audience, right? And the audience will find you and you will make a lot of money. So firstly, shout out to Papa Smurf. This was my favorite Smurf. Toot toot. Um, secondly, couldn't agree more. There's this cliche, which I think is 
got an unfair rap as a cliche because I think it's quite cool. I like the saying, but the opposite of love is not hate, it's indifference. Mm. I don't think if I've, I don't know if I've actually heard that. I mean, right. that's, oh, there you go. It's levels, levels. So, uh, <laughs> I can't take credit for it, but I, I really love that, right? Because people assume the opposite of love is hate. And so then love is good, hate is bad, but no, the opposite of love is indifference. And indifference yeah. is killer for a brand oh, yeah. or, or a business, right? People are like, yeah. Eh. That's what you don't want to hear. You want to, if people, if, if, if someone hates you, chances are there's somebody on the opposite spectrum that loves you. And then you just, you just, ship, yeah. you're just fishing in the wrong pond. You've got to fish in the other pond. Yeah. But if people yeah. are indifferent, you've got nowhere to go. Yeah. So yeah. you may as well just bear who you are and tell that the, the mistake you make is not in revealing yourself. It's in revealing yourself inaccurately. And that's what narrative is. Correct. Correct. And, 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 you know, I was speaking to, I, I think I may have said this, on, on another podcast, but I was, there's a client of ours, you know, and, and, and an older, an older client. Um, and one of the things this person said was when I was younger, I saw these, these Titanic companies, um, well, companies that, 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 that the person considered Titanic in, in, um, in West Africa. Right. Um, and you just thought, wow, like these guys aren't going to like, you know, they'll be around forever. But something happened um, or something tended to happen to them. And then afterwards, they would literally, um, you know, within the space of, I mean, less than a decade, they'd just die. And the question was, like, how can you, how can we not be a company that however big we seem to be today, whether we're worth two trillion or 2 million or otherwise, how can we be a company that has that legacy, has that longevity and, and doesn't just, you know what I mean? It's just like, like, just imagine a human being who lived, right? Essentially what, what that almost, the analogy of that is the human being who lived, lived for however long period of time, maybe 90 years, maybe what have you, and then just died and no one came to the funeral. Like there was just indifference. But it's like, but, but wasn't he the person that did? But it's just like, no one's even there, right? Um, and I said, look, you know, similar to that analogy, like you need to affect people, right? Because in the end of the day, if, if you are, if you make bottled water, right? Why? Because at the moment, everyone's buying Evian um, in, let's go back to Kampala. Everyone's buying Evian in Kampala and the people selling, you know, bottled water on the street are selling it for, you know, I don't know, you know, 50, 500, whatever shillings, right? And then after you go, hey, look, I can, I can, I can half the price, right? Why? Because my optimization process, bring in this digital method, bring in these techniques, bring this bottle, bottling water thing from China, whatever. I'm gonna, I'm gonna half the price. Um, if all you do is half the price and just give people what they want at half the price, people will buy it because it's half the price. But the question is, in maybe even shorter than ten years' time, but in X period of time later, when you've literally focused on we're the people who half the price and now everyone's buying it. We've knocked the other guys out of the water, but you don't focus on the brand. You don't focus on building any relationship. You don't even, you know, you're not growing. When somebody else comes and says, but well, we can half it again. If you haven't grown to even get the technology or otherwise, what's going to stop somebody going, oh, okay. Even if they know the name. Yeah, it's XYZ water. Oh, but these guys are, they're, they're, they're cheaper. 
Okay, well, let's just go to those guys. And that's how a company becomes obsolete overnight, where, however long it's, it's, it's existed, because nobody knew it. So when they're no longer there, nobody asks, hey, where's, uh, where's Frederick? Right? Where's Tunde? Where's Gide? No one asked that question because no one had a relationship with them. 100%. And you know, very well said. And the, and the other thing is, I think like falling between two stools is probably a common, commonly undiagnosed death of a company. <laughs> like you're, you're looking for the perpetrator. And I think he's usually that, right? Like fall between mm. stools. What happened? They had a good product, there was demand for the product. All the basics were in place, right? We take it as mm. well. Yes, they had a great leadership team. They had a good product. There was demand for the product. Fine. They had a good strategy. They got some early traction. Then it fell flat. Why is that? And I think often, not always, but often, um, it comes down to what you've just discussed, which is... It, they just didn't have any constituency that was passionate about what they were doing enough to carry them over and not yeah. passionate about like, oh my goodness, this is life changing. I mean, you know, you don't have to be, you know, I'm passionate about gas heaters, right? Like that's not what I'm talking about here. I'm talking about like that really like for that category. Mm. That, oh, gas heaters. Oh, there's no one else I'd go to other than this particular provider since we're talking about gas. Yeah. You know, yeah. No one that felt strongly enough. There weren't enough people that felt strongly enough about mm. what people were doing for that category, and they mm. fell between two stools. And often, I think that's no. You know, they were just another provider. There was some generic provider, and then another generic provider came along with a pretty much better deal, and there was yeah. no emotional connection, no customer intimacy, no journey, no emotion, no, mm. no like no, like legacy, oh memories and. And, but this is the guys we've used. And I remember this funny story we could tell and they had this great ad campaign and all of it hung mm. together really well. And there's, you know, I had like a real sense of a bit of loyalty. Like you'd have to really do well. And then, and, and look, at some point that's not going to stand up. If someone comes and halves the price, for instance, and put yeah. the same service or, or, or better, then that company's going to have to adapt, but at least they'll get the chance to see that mm -hmm. because it'll happen gradually enough. And then suddenly they'll be like, oh, okay, we need to do something about this. Whereas I think if all you've invested in is the fundamentals of business, then anyone mm. else that's marginally better at the fundamentals than you are is going to take your cake. Yeah. Yeah. And there's always someone better, right? There's always, or, or, or just give it a matter of time, right? Especially if, if your time was, you know, in the 80s and now it's the noughties or, 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 or the 10s or the 20s, right? There's always someone better. And look, here's, here's probably, because there's somebody who's going to say, right? Because there always is somebody who says, "Well, you say I wasn't, you know, I was a, I was a, you know, uh, I was a heating oil seller, right? And I got completely taken out. And you say it's because I wasn't passionate enough. Like you're a, you're a liar. You're a liar. I was there every night. I loved what I did. I loved serving our customers. I loved doing all those things. And you don't actually know what you're talking about, mm -hmm. right? You know, it, you know, you know. There was so much passionate. You say I wasn't passionate." I was passionate, right? I almost got a heart attack building this company, right? And I put my life and soul into it. You know what the analogy of that is for me, in my opinion? 
it's like that kind of you know which is a very stereotypical and probably you know sadly well well, well discussed story right where you have just just think of somebody a father who works in a city right um he's you know let's just put maybe he's a lawyer he's a barrister he's a banker i don't know right but he works in a city he's got kids he's got a wife and he works all the hours that god gives and the kid grows up to 18 flies a nest wife says on a divorce kids like don't want anything to do with my father and they say and he says why and he says i just didn't like you just didn't care and he goes but i worked all those years for you and while i was there i promise i didn't even like the job that much but i was working for you to give you the best and this and this and that now i don't know if somebody would say it but this is my diagnosis okay but you didn't communicate it you didn't communicate it and while you were doing those things and you were tiring yourself out maybe working for us or maybe loving us or maybe going i really wanted to be at the game but i felt like i couldn't like it's not it's not probably that you didn't care. It's not that you didn't provide. It's not that you did do those things. It's just that we didn't feel you cared and we didn't build a relationship and the experiences that you said weren't there. And therefore just the connection isn't there. Whatever your internal world was. Yeah. I could not draw a connection between your effort. Yeah. And how it made me feel. Yeah. Yeah. There was, you kept it private. And, 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 or I just didn't with the way you communicated didn't, didn't really, didn't, didn't, that's not what I got from that. Yeah. And I think that for a company or a business, right? Cause everyone, it's hard, man. It's hard to do this. It's hard hard to build a business. And so I think people just, uh, you know, because it's so difficult, but it's hard to build a big business, hard to build a small business, hard to build a successful business, hard to build an unsuccessful business. It's hard. And and, and you know what? And you know what? It's hard to build a marriage. You're right. Exactly. Right. So, and, and what are all these things? And what are all these things we're talking about? Right. I know we're getting really things up. It's all about communication. Yeah. And it's actually really, you know, it's one, I mean, and that's why I, you know, starting as an engineer over time, I've, I've not pivoted over communication. I'm still an, you know, I'm still an engineer, but you know, I like, you know, I dabble in lots of things as you know. Right. But like, I've, I've come to realize like communication is like the, one of the biggest things, one of the biggest skills in life we take for granted. We just assume because essentially we have our thoughts and in those thoughts, we try to articulate as best as we can. Those thoughts are ethereal. We try to communicate as best as we can with the language and, you know, the connotations attached to different words of language. We try to communicate that, but we do that imperfectly, right? Even if we do it really well, the most articulate and eloquent person and, and you know, guy who's, you know, work with, who's best with his words, he's going to do that imperfectly. And then after the other person is going to pick it up, and they're going to translate it, and I'm going to translate it imperfectly as well, right? Mm-hmm. But, but so much of what we do, right, which is essentially experiences, connections, and otherwise like that, right? Because making money is, a, is an experience, and 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 you do it based on connections. You know, it's it, it's it's almost it's all based on communication. Hmm. 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 One hundred percent. Yeah, it's so funny. Um, I'm going to read read to you from a uh, scientific journal article. Ooh published in November 2019 about the ethics um, of uh, neuroscience and technology. And it says, while the idea of a network of brains directly communicating via brain-to-brain interfaces 
may sound like science fiction to some, it actually is not. But what I love about that <laughs> is something we take for granted, communication, mm. the idea of transplanting what I'm thinking in my head to, what mm. to your head and then you interacting with it. It's something people have been trying to duplicate for such a long time mm. now. And it's considered one of the most highbrow areas of science and neurotransmitters and things of that nature. Mm. And we're just trying to replicate that. And then, you know, the internet is as close as we've maybe come to doing that. But it's a whole, it's, it's really difficult. Um, mm. and, and you're right. It is something that we take for granted as, as human beings because we've been doing it, you know, since the first year of our, well, since the first moments of our lives. But then, mm. and then, you know, the, you learn your first language and then you start speaking. But it's super difficult to communicate well. Or yeah. it's, it's, it's not as easy as one thing. It's, it's one of those things that it, it comes naturally to us to, to communicate it all. Mm. But then we take it for granted. And then we become complacent in the style of communication and in the impact yeah. of our communication. And then we wonder why we're not getting results sometimes that we expect, right? Yeah. And so I think you're absolutely right. Communication is a massively underrated um, yeah. part of, of life. Of bro. Life, and certainly of yeah. business. Yeah. Um, and, and, and we shouldn't yeah. just, we shouldn't just, you know, now that we've got a business, a legal entity there, you know, let's not, let's not just suddenly go, okay, let's, Let's treat it like what it is, which is it's a proxy. It's a proxy to a or for a an actual person and people. You know, a person maybe if it's more than got a founder, people who have a a, a kind of shared culture, um, shared kind of work culture, etc. It's a proxy for that, and it's or an avatar if you want to put it that way, right? And all of that communication, shared what do you call it? Hopefully, reasonably unified strategic thinking is is should be should be communicated right in in everything that 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 avatar does just like every single thing that you do says you know different things you know they you always say what is it body language you know um uh, 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 um is it 90% or x percent of what you say is not you know is not coming from your mouth it's it's literally the clothes you're wearing your facial expressions every other thing it's like it's, you know, it's that complicated. It's that, but it, but the thing is, you can just, you know, I could just say something, you can look in a particular way or look at somebody and it's everyone's like, whoa, you know, what's up with you? So we, yeah, we need to take it seriously, bro. You know, big scale. So going back to the question, big, whether it's on the, whether you want to be global, if you want to be global, you've got to take it really seriously. You're going to be going across regions where you now go, you know, let's say you're in, you know, you're, you're, you're in Nigeria, you're in Lagos, all of a sudden you want to extend to, to, to India, right? And it's like, okay, well, you got to communicate all the better, right? Because there's some cultural differences, um, you know. So we 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 need to take this seriously on any on any and every level. And it isn't just get a good logo, get a good get some get a good color scheme and pop it out. Because you know, if there's no you in it as the founder, or there's no human in it, it's going to be disingenuous. People are not gonna people are not gonna believe it, and and you will just be that functional transactional guy, you know, well, at least my dad gives me cash. Never see him though. Um, while the cash comes, he's, you know, he's golden. But anytime when I get a bit older or otherwise, and I want a bit more, right. I want connection. I want him to feel proud of me, whatever, et cetera. 
suddenly that cash isn't going to be good enough and 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 everything the chicken's going to come home to roost and suddenly we're going to realize that i didn't really know who who, who he was shout out to microsoft <laughs> i think we should end there bro yeah shout out to microsoft <laughs> hey daddy 